0: Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning and service, and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, Whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome.
1: Good morning, I'm David Hopkinson, your worship associate today. Uh, It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists online worship service. Our greeters today are uh, Louise Hamilton and Roger Baldwin. Our other worship associate, our other worship leaders today are our minister, the Reverend Laura Wharton Ludwig, uh, our Director of Religious Education, Austin Peterson, and our Assistant Director of Music, Dave Robbins. If you'd like to follow along with the Order of Service, I invite you to visit WUU.org and to download a copy. Um, if you're visiting today, we so glad you're here and we invite you to say hi by typing a quick note into the Zoom chat. And if you'd like to sign up, sign up for our email list, uh, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. The membership book will be open for signing virtually today following the service. If you have completed a a starting point or pathways to membership sessions one and two are transferring from another UU congregation or are a young person who has completed the coming of age class, we then welcome you to announce your interest in signing when prompted at the end of the service And you will be added to a special breakout group to sign and signify your commitment to WUU. Also today after the service, we'll have a conversation in the main Zoom room about the service themes. And we'll then have our usual social breakout rooms that you can join as well. Just stay around after the service and we'll make sure you get to where you wanna be. Coming this week, tomorrow, Monday, we'll have an information session on how to access the COVID vaccine for anyone who's eligible and is having trouble getting an appointment, which I understand is a lot of people. Uh, That's Monday at 4 p.m. And Monday at 5.30, uh, Reverend Laura will offer a workshop on Lectio Divina, which means meditating on a written text. Then this coming Friday evening, you're invited to gather virtually with some of our sibling UU congregations in Virginia for a special worship service to mark the one-year anniversary of the coronavirus pandemic. Again, that's this Friday night coming up 7 p.m. You can find Zoom links for both of these events on our calendar at wuu.org. Now I invite you to enjoy our prelude music today by the Brazilian composer, Antonio Carlos Iobim. I think I said that right? Who helped invent the bossa nova style, a fusion of samba and jazz. Uh, Musical traditions are created by uh, Afro-Brazilian and African-American communities.
2: A stick, a stone, it's the end of the road It's the rest of the stone it's a little alone It's a sliver of glass, it is life, it's the sun It is night, it is death, it's a trap, it's a gun and the, the river bends also.
1: Again, welcome. Uh, we are happy that you have joined us via live stream, audio, or video, or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words of Uh, Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other. And know that we are connected across this distance. Uh, The words are pasted in the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Um,
3: uh, Whoever you are
0: whatever you
4: love, love, love whatever
3: your image
0: of the all are welcome welcome indeed welcome to march it is a new month and we have a new theme to dig into all month that theme is what does it mean to be a people of commitment Commitment, our Soul Matters resource team reminds us, includes three Latin word roots, com, together, mit, to send, and meant, a result, together, to send a result. And this shapes an idea that commitment is not experienced in isolation, but with others and with all parts of ourselves That commitment has an energy that moves, sends us along in a direction. And that commitment is the result of choice. So I invite you to ask yourselves, not only today, but all month long, ask yourselves, what are you committed to? What are you willing to commit to for your own highest good and for the sake of the community? What commitments will you choose to guide your journey? Come, let us worship together.
1: Now, please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or a candle handy nearby, go ahead and light it now. As we spotlight George Sturgeon lighting a chalice, again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison. We like to Please, for, for the warm love. love, for love.
4: And and the light of truth, for the and energy of action,
3: and for the, and and for the harmony, harmony of the peace. These are our, our, our
0: hearts,
4: and our
3: community, and our world.
4: Heart.
0: And now I invite you to be in a spirit of meditation, a spirit of reflection, and prayer as I offer words by Loretta Williams, a Black Unitarian Universalist scholar and activist. We affirm that a new vision of hope is emerging. We pledge to work for that community in which justice will be actively present. We affirm that there is struggle yet ahead, yet we know that in the struggle is the hope for the future. We affirm that we are co-creators of the future, not passive pawns. And we stand united in affirmation of our hope and vision of a just and inclusive society We affirm the unity of all persons that allows us to touch upon each other's humanity. We affirm a unity that opens our eyes, ears, and hearts to see the different but common forms of oppression, suffering, and pain within ourselves And within the gathered community, we will discover the strength not to hide in indifference. Affirming that hope, publicly expressed, energizes and enables us to move forward. Together, we pledge action to transcend barriers, be they racial, political, economic, social, or religious. We pledge to make our tomorrows become our Today's. May this be so. And with these words ringing in our minds and hearts, let us open ourselves now to the joys and sorrows moving in our lives and in the life of the world. Today we have a joy to celebrate with the First UU Church of Richmond. This week, After nearly three years in sanctuary, Abby Arevalo has been granted a one-year stay of removal and is now home with her family and free blessings. Many joys intermingling with many sorrows. And I invite you to now add your own silent prayers and meditations with whatever words and images speak most dearly to your heart as we enter into a shared silence. Amen and blessed be. And now I invite you to sing wherever you are. Our hymn is When Our Heart is in a Holy Place. It was written by the white UU composer Joyce Poley. And then after we sing, we will hear from WU member Jess Hench speaking from the heart about what this congregation means to her.
2: When our heart is in a holy place, when our heart is in a holy place. We are blessed with love and amazing grace, when our heart is in a holy place. When we trust the wisdom in each of us, every We are blessed with love and amazing grace, and our heart is in a holy place. When we tell our stories from deep inside, and we listen with a love. with love and amazing grace when our heart is in a holy place when we share the silence of sacred space and the God of our heart stirs within and we feel the power of each other's faith when our heart is in a holy place when our heart is in is in a holy place. We are blessed with love and amazing grace when our heart is in a holy place. When our heart is in a holy
3: place. Good morning.
5: I wanna share I'm wearing a birthday sash made by hand by Kirsten McArdle. (laughs) Two weeks ago, I moved into a new house here in Williamsburg. As I packed and unpacked, purged and purchased, I got to thinking about all the times I've moved in my life, 17 times. Most of those moves occurred in my adult life. I actually spent most of my childhood in one place, Suffield, Connecticut. But when my sister and I went to college in Virginia, my parents moved too, so Suffield was no longer home. After college, I realized home is where I make it. I went from Roanoke to Germany to Charlottesville to Richmond. I started to resonate with the words of a Metallica song, Rover, wanderer, nomad, vagabond, call me what you will. Anywhere I roam, where I lay my head is home. Eventually I realized it's not the physical place where I live that defines home. Home isn't a house. It's the people in our lives with whom we are connected and bonded, and as our opening words said, committed to. I'm now drawn to the words by a song, of a song by OAR. I feel home when I see the faces that remember my own. In 2012, I moved to Williamsburg to attend a doctorate program at William and Mary. It was then I discovered a new kind of home, a spiritual one. When my family left Suffield, we also left the big, beautiful church on the hill that was part of my childhood. As a teen, I realized I didn't believe or connect to the Christian messages, but I liked being part of the congregation. And until I entered Williamsburg UU at the age of 30, I had missed that. I craved a sense of community, but I didn't wanna go to church. Yet here, I found a community of people who are genuine, compassionate, giving, and devoted to working toward equity. I found readings and sermons and music that explore so many facets of life and help us make sense of this ever-changing world. I found people who care about each other and support each other in times of need and celebrate each other's success. I found home. As I worked through my degree, this was my place for peace, reflection, and grounding. And then of course, I moved. In Charlottesville, I attended Thomas Jefferson Memorial UU. The first time I went, it felt different, unfamiliar, but the opening hymn was Blue Boat Home, my favorite. And when I moved back to Richmond, I went to First UU. And while I enjoyed those communities, it never felt quite like being here. And then in 2020, in the midst of all that was 2020, my home shifted again. Around this time last year, my husband and I decided to separate. I needed to find a new place to live and a full-time job to support myself. And during the pandemic, a job was hard to find. The university closed. So I had to shift from teaching in person to online. And then my gym closed and first UU closed. I was essentially stuck in my house but I had lost my sense of home. And one day I decided to attend WUU on Zoom. It had been a long time so I felt like a little bit of an outsider and surely I could just keep my camera off and listen in. But you know how that goes. As soon as I entered, you all started saying hello to me, asking how I am, and seeming genuinely happy to see me, and I felt home. In June, I moved back to Williamsburg, where I found a full-time job at CNU, reconnected with old friends and made new ones, and I became a member of this congregation once again. I've learned that my family and friends in various communities will always be part of my home, no matter where I live. Home isn't a house. Just as we are not in our physical building right now, we meet here on Zoom and there is still that feeling of home. So two weeks ago after the furniture was inside the new house and I had returned to the U-Haul, I checked my new mailbox and among utility bills and change of address forms, there was a card from Austin Peterson. And it says, Dear Dr. Jess, it's so good to have you home. Thank you.
1: Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and to share our values. If you are joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish and also know that your presence is gift enough. Our offering today goes. will go to our general operating fund, which supports just about everything that we do. If you'd like to give through um, our website, please visit wuu.org and click on give online to WUU. <laughs> Next page. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. That's 757-500-0688 and follow the prompts from there. If you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road Williamsburg Virginia 23185. Thank you so much. <clears throat> our offertory music is an avant garde piece by Charles Ives, a white composer and conductor from Connecticut. This piece is from 1908, and Dave Robbins has given it his own twist, as you'll see.
0: Wow, thanks, Dave. I want everybody to know that was um, entirely Dave's conception to weave in those those, those powerful questions. Thank you. So as we focus in on our monthly theme of commitment, I want to share a first reading with us that comes from an important new report called Widening the Circle of Concern that came out from our Unitarian Universalist Association this past summer. It's all about the next steps in our denomination-wide work to be more inclusive and more equitable, particularly around race. Here in this congregation, we've been working on racial justice issues for many years, but of course we still have work to do. This report invites us and congregations like ours to look at our congregational culture, how we are together, our habits, our values, and see if we can notice and discover ways that we might be unintentionally reinforcing patterns of white supremacy that exist in the larger culture. Subtle stuff that we might not even be conscious of, like Who do we think of as a typical member and why? Or whose holidays, whose traditions do we lift up in our worship? Or what qualities do we particularly prize in leadership? And so much more. Our program council, made up of the leaders of our ministry teams here, has been working with the widening the circle report for a few months now, and we'll keep it going. You'll be hearing much more in the coming year about how you can get involved. And today, I would like to share a brief excerpt from the report that caught our program council's attention right away. First of all, here's an excerpt from the report's introduction. The patterns and habits of white supremacy culture are often unacknowledged, unrecognized or openly denied. When we understand how these patterns and habits affect those who hold power and especially those who are harmed by them, We then also come to understand that we can't dismantle systems of oppressive behavior without leaning into the knowledge and perspective of those most affected. We can find a path by leaning into the idea of centering the leadership of black people, indigenous people, and people of color. By centering, we mean A leaning toward, a prioritizing of perspective, attention to whose needs are considered and who is most affected. The current paradigm of white dominance centers white identity and the comfort of white identified people. A more just and effective system would center the comfort, safety, growth, agency, and capacity for self-realization of those who are currently most oppressed, which would have a benefit for all. So that passage comes from the introduction to the report. And now I wanna share very briefly the first recommendation specifically to congregations in this report. And it says, Covenant and commitment, not comfort, should be the binding fabrics of UU congregations and other communities. I'll say that again. Covenant and commitment, not comfort, should be the binding fabrics of UU congregations and other communities. And they add, our faith communities are not just available for those who fit in most easily. So right away, when our program council started looking at this widening the circle report, a question came up. The question was, wait, are they saying if I come to church for comfort, I can't expect to be comforted? So let's clarify that right away. Of course, as a faith community, we are here for each other. And when one of us is hurting, we do our best to offer comfort. That will always be so. But comfort has another meaning, right? And it's that other meaning we wanna focus in on today, as in feeling comfortable, feeling relaxed, undisturbed, and unbothered by, well, discomfort. And if you ask, do I have a right to feel comfortable in church? There, I would have to say in all honesty, well, not necessarily. Because there are times when my comfort means someone else's discomfort, exclusion, or even suffering. Let me tell you a story to illustrate what I mean. About 30 years ago, I had a really frustrating conversation with a college classmate. We were talking about gender and language. You know how English has historically used the word man with a capital M to refer to both men and women like humankind. Well, in this conversation I shared with this guy that I thought our language needed to change. I told him that I, as a woman, did not feel included by the term man. And in fact, I felt systematically ignored and devalued by it. And I'll never forget his response. Now, this is 30 years ago. But he told me with this look of bewildered impatience on his face that I shouldn't feel that way because he didn't mean to exclude me. He said, when I say man, I'm including you. And I said again, and yet, let me be clear that I do not feel included. And he replied, You shouldn't feel that way. Oh, it was maddening to be told that my thoughts, my feelings, my life experience were not relevant, not important, and definitely not worth his changing his behavior for. That was infuriating. But that moment and others like it have also been important reminders to me of what it feels like to be discounted and dismissed. And as someone who, with the exception of my gender, walks around with a lot of privilege in this world, sometimes I need those reminders of what it feels like so that I don't go around hurting people by accident, just as my lunch companion 30 years ago did to me. Today, I am so glad to be part of a faith community like this one, where one of our primary commitments is to build a world where we do listen to each other with care. We do take each other's life experience seriously, and we do care about each other's well being. To build a world that is more just, more fair, more inclusive of all kinds of people who, for generations, have had to make their way in a dominant culture that too often tells them their experience and their opinions are not relevant, their perspective is not the one that counts, and their well being is not important. Not only women, but LGBTQ and non binary people, people living with disabilities people who are not middle class, people who are not middle aged, and especially black people, indigenous people and people of color. This congregation is committed to changing that and creating beloved community here and in the larger community. One of our tools to do that is that word covenant, which the widening the circle report lifts up for us. Covenant is a really important word in Unitarian Universalism. A covenant is the promises we all make to each other, the promises we make to each other as part of the community about how we want to be together and how we want to work things out, especially when things get hard. And so in the covenants we have here at WUU, we promise to try to work out our differences with respect, with care for one another. And this is an incredibly important foundation for that work of dismantling white supremacy that we are undertaking together. But covenant is not enough. We also need a commitment to learning Because even here in this justice-seeking community, we all have blind spots or gaps in our understanding of how it feels to be someone else. For each one of us, there are things we don't get about the experience of other people in this world. And to the extent that our identities give us privilege, it can be really hard to see and understand what it's like to be someone without that kind of privilege. So sometimes we're not as welcoming and inclusive as we want to be. And when we don't even know that we're not being welcoming, it's really easy to just stick with our default, whatever we feel comfortable with, whatever we are used to, even if what makes us comfortable turns out to be creating a problem for someone else. So I'll share another example from my own life. The first time I ever heard a request to share my personal pronouns, this was a few years ago now, I admit, I didn't get it. These days, you're probably familiar with the practice of identifying the pronouns we use to refer to ourselves, in my case, she, her, hers. When more and more of us share our pronouns as a matter of routine, that makes it a lot more comfortable for people whose gender expression might, not, might be non-binary or maybe just different from what you might have assumed. And now I get it, but it took me a while. I've always identified as female, and at first it felt really awkward to me to, specif- to specify my pronouns. I felt uncomfortable doing it. But over time, listening to folks who are gender non-binary or non-conforming talk about how important this practice was to them, how it helped them feel seen and welcomed and included. I realized that my own mild and temporary discomfort was a very small price to pay to support people I loved and cared about. And by the way, I've included my pronouns today in my Zoom name and I welcome you to do the same. The widening the circle report asks those of us who have a lot of privilege in the world to let go of the expectation that we're always going to feel comfortable here. Instead, it challenges us to put covenant and commitment at the center of our congregational life. A commitment to hang in with each other even when things get hard to lean into our deepest values of love and respect for all, and our vision of a world where justice is real. And over time, when we hang in there, I think what we learn is that we can get comfortable with being a little uncomfortable or even a lot. I want to give the last word today to someone who has taught me a lot, and maybe you too. In each of our newcomer classes, we share a reading called Invitation to Brave Space by Mickey Scott Bay Jones, who calls herself a healing justice practitioner, a writer, speaker, and justice doula. Today, I invite you to hear and watch it read by the author herself. Let's watch.
6: Together, we will create brave space, because there is no such thing as a safe space. We exist in the real world. We all carry scars, and we have all caused wounds. In this space, we seek to turn down the volume of the outside world. We amplify voices that have to fight to be heard elsewhere. We call each other to more truth and love. We have the right to start somewhere and continue to grow. We have the responsibility to examine what we think we know. We will not be perfect. This space will not be perfect. It will not always be what we wish it to be. But it will be our brave space together and we will work on it side by side.
0: May it be so and amen. And I invite you now to sing along with our closing song, Draw the Circle Wide. Mark Miller, a Black United Methodist composer and professor wrote the music and Gordon Light, an Anglican priest from Canada, wrote the lyrics, and it's sung by members of the Episcopal High School of Virginia community, including actor and comedian Larry Owens.
3: Draw the circle,
4: draw. wide no one stands alone we'll stand side by side draw the circle draw the circle
1: Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice Uh, and we invite you to blow out your candles at the same time at home. We will paste the words in the zoom chat. Again, we will say them in unison. We extinguish extinguish this 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 flame, flame. not Uh, not not the light the the truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment.
4: These we
3: carry in our hearts until we are together. again.
0: And now, would you reach out your hands as a sign that we are a community together? Take these words into your heart and go live them. We have the right to start somewhere and continue to grow. We have the responsibility to examine what we think we know. We will not be perfect. This space will not be perfect. It will not always be what we wish it to be, but it will be our brave space together and we will work on it side by side. Amen, may it be so, and blessed be.